Oh, g'day. Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Eight length span, the Mashani Royale steadies in front. Second, the outside shot of Whiskey. Three wide, Mashani Gangster and posted. Fourth, the inside, Mashani Metallic, Spin Doctor. Fifth, one off the fence within reason. Six, three wide with cover. Then Salt Lake Benny, Rupert's House shuffle back. Then in evidence, followed by Top Fun Crimson Warning. Glass of Rose, trifling a mile back. Then Ringer's Reward, Minnows Doro. And last of all, Mashani Raider. In the straight, 300 left to run. Mashani Royale, given full tilt, is trying to fend off the challenge of shot of Whiskey. On the outside, Mashani Gangster running a fair race. Then came Spin Doctor getting into the clear. It's Mashani Royale trying to grip on Grimley to the lead. And she currently is. Mashani Royale in front. They can't get her. Mashani Gangster second. Third over the line was Spin Doctor. And fourth was Tri- Mashani Royale taking out Saturday's Sky Racing cutest duel for the two-year-olds at Durban. What a day for Ben Thompson. And congratulations to Mike Crooks and Les Ross. Quinellaing the big race there. A great day at Durban for sure. As we welcome you to Bushmeet for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news, and it must be March, it must be Magic Millions March sales time, and it must be Cutest Jewels time. Let's talk all about that, and a host of other results from the weekend just completed. We're going to uh, catch up with Watsy to talk about what happened at Bar Calden. Paul Dolan will be with us to recap on Esk, and all of the news out of Mariba and Mount Isa as well. And to help us out with that news, as always, on Bush, Peter's Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. And what a huge weekend, as you said, Tony, for Mike Crooks and uh, Les Ross Quinellering. The uh, uh, the cutest jewel for the two-year-olds, Mashani Royale over Mashani Gangster. And, Tony, a unique thing out of these two- and three-year-old races, uh, Kobayashi, the stallion, Quinellard, the two-year-old, results in Spirit of Boom. Quinellard, the three-year-old, um, results, of course, with the Tony Gollan trained, all that pizzazz, defeating the Stephen O'Day, Matthew Hoisted trained, Spirit Queen. That's quite unique, and it's such a feature race to get those two Quinellas, but it wrapped up a huge day, or yeah, a huge day of uh, racing on Saturday there at Durban. Yeah, and a great lead into the uh, the two days of of selling. Day one yesterday at the uh, the March sales, and into day two today, uh, you're out out and about catching up with those that were selling, those that were buying, and uh, even uh, managed to throw your hand in and, and bid for one yourself yesterday. Yeah, pretty lucky to acquire a lovely filly by uh, Better Than Ready, of course the. Uh one of the leading sires in Queensland, and those two leading sires, Spirit of Boom, of course, dominating the sales with the top three lots. Uh, just to look at those details quickly, uh, lot 103, the Spirit of Boom, uh, Noesis, uh, went for 140000 Tony and Matty Sears, of course, they combined with the bloodstock agents that they had uh, also in uh, Yellow Brick, and that's Paul Moroney and Catherine Brueggemann. That combination came up with a top price lot, $140,000. Spirit of Boom also had uh, lot nine out of the Mare Heaven for 130000 and uh, Clear Mountain View had the uh, third top, pros- uh, top price, Spirit of Boom, Gila, 110000 and then you went down to 110,000 for the yes, yes, yes. Uh, followed by, wow, what a result for our uh, regular correspondent in Tony McMahon. Very proud moment and exciting moment for Tony McMahon. Up there on the uh, auctioneer's uh, dice for lot 114, the power, Paradise Imperial, 100,000, the beautiful grey filly going for Tony. And uh, he's pretty excited, I'm pretty sure, up there. But isn't that a great result for Cutis to see Paradise Imperial who was uh, below $10,000 uh, as a purchase price, 
She won a huge amount of prize money. And um, it was a tremendous filly for the McMahon uh, and Associates who raced her. Now in the breeding barn produces this beautiful first foal and it goes for 100000 A very exciting moment for Tony McMahon yesterday. And while you were saying there were a lot of six-figure lots that went through the ring there on day one yesterday, Rob, quite a few up over the 100000 mark, I noticed that there was still some bark and buys. There were still some that were being knocked down by the vendors for five and six and eight and $10,000. You don't need a big fat wallet to be able to pick up a nice cutest cold or filly. Look, it's a sale that's quite interesting because across the board, I suppose, uh, the English sale in Melbourne came down a little bit and, of course, the South Australian sale did. Now, the average yesterday sat at, well, this, these figures sat at 35370 There may be passed in lots, of course, that were acquired overnight and the median price, 27000 Now, that's down on last year and the clearance rate was sitting at only 73%. So there were quite a lot of passed in lots, 48, uh, 46, in fact, but the horses that stood out, certainly uh, the, the price was paid for them. The good lots, in other words, uh, in terms of that high quality, uh, there were some lovely lots that, uh, that went through in that higher listing, including a Pride of Dew buy early in the piece for $90,000 that went through the Kenmore Lodge um, uh, draft. Uh, and uh, horses by Capitalist, better than ready. Look, they, they paid good money for some of these, but as you say... There was a market down the bottom that suited all buyers. And I think probably, Tony, one of the things I noticed was there didn't seem to be as many buyers there as uh, what we've seen in previous years. The uh, auditorium, the tables were certainly quite empty in many parts. So today might be a day where people get the idea, well, there are some good value ones uh, there. And um, there's some interesting first season size. In Dubious sold pretty well. He had nine sell average of 35,000 but there's plenty of value in that lower end and um, I'm sure the buyers will turn up in force um, today and uh, if they're looking for that that high-end quality they'll pay for it but they'll also find those bargains but Spirit of Boom certainly dominated he sold nine he averaged 78,000 better than ready sold 18 average 49,000 uh, Invader sold four, an average 40,000. Uh, Dubious, the first season size, sold nine for an average of 35,000. And Encryption, who has a lot of lots there, um, sold 13 for an average of 31,000. So there's certainly strength in the market, and I'm sure there are going to be buyers that uh, flock there today. Uh, but it's just so good to... Obviously, I'm pretty tired today, by the way, Tony, after doing all that work during the last few days. But it is so good to look at the way these studs present their yearlings, parade their yearlings. Of course, you, you know, market leaders, Eureka, Lindhurst, uh, they've got this down to a fine art. But, but studs like Kenmore Lodge, uh, they have a young team, particularly of young ladies, um, looking after their lots. And they really prevent things, present things professionally. And uh, look, the buyers... Um, it's a bit of a buyer's market, I have to say, but I wouldn't be surprised today we see a little bit of a turnaround. Selling already underway. Got underway at 10 o'clock this morning local time and they'll be selling right through until lot 388 this afternoon as we were talking with Basil Nolan on the show last week. A very, very strong catalogue. Um, but yes, as you said, Rob, is dominated by the progeny of Spirit of Boom and Better Than Ready. But that's one of the hallmarks of this March sale. It does manage to, to find a champion. It'd be really interesting to be able to follow these lots through as they get into their racing career. I'm not saying that there's a buffering or an Apache chase out there, but you just never know. That's the beauty of some of these sales, and especially this March sale. 
we've seen it grow. I, I've been going since 2010. The average then, I think, was around 17,000. I think it got up to about 39,000 or close to that last year. It dropped back slightly to 35, as I said, this year at this point, but that will change. Um, and there's always, there's always been good horses come through the sale. I always used to love going through and seeing how many got into the uh, Magic Millions two-year-old races and three-year-old races, and it's a pretty common occurrence. And as you point out, those champions that have come through it, uh, the Bufferings, the Apache Chase, and they were bargain buyers, 22000 Buffering and 50000 for Apache Chase. Uh, the value is there. And, uh, yeah, I've still got some that I'm looking at today. Um, Johnny Mansman's finally turned up today, Tony, and I've sent him out uh, to look at a few while we're doing bush beat this morning. But I've only, only giving him a real short list after being successful yesterday. Well, well done, and I'm sure you're going to have a bundle of fun with your uh, BTR filly. It's uh, not all about the Magic Millions uh, March sale this morning as we roll through Bush Peak today on Radio Tab. Let's look back at what happened on the weekend and kick off our country wrap-up with what happened at Bar Calden on Saturday. Sweet as, who's under siege. Music Award goes up on the outside to eyeball that runner. Cause he can cans out wide on the track. Sugar and Mahogany's never been better than four off. American Genius and Viking Raid sneaking up the fence. Uh, up the straight now. And uh, in front is Sweet as. They're coming left, right and centre. Cause he can can. Also Music Awards there. Cause he can can and Sweet as. Cause he can can and Sweet as. Cause he can can goes to the front. Sweet as. Have a Look at Finesse Tess. He's in front. Sweet as. Oh, yes. Sweet as gets the cash over because he can can. Look at Zuka's right up. Schwedes taking out the Jim Allparson Family Open Handicap at Bar Calden on the grass track of the Outback on Saturday. Apprentice Brooke Johnson in the saddle for uh, trainer Glenda Bell. And yes, uh, Schwedes, named after Kelly Schwedes, started off uh, its career in the uh, Schwedes stable, did Schwedes, uh, before being transferred to uh, Glenda back in September of uh, 2021. And has come through for a couple of wins, and I'm sure that the connections, Bill Austin and the crew, will be very, very pleased with that uh, win there at Bar Calden on Saturday. Andrew Watts is joining us on Bushby to wrap up. What happened at Barkey on the weekend? Morning, Wattsy. <clears throat> Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Tony. And, uh, yeah, the Jim Pass family open handicap was won by Sweetas. And uh, I did have a uh, post-race interview with Glenda Bell, and uh, we spoke about... The, the, the journey in which Sweet As has made and a lot of our horses do the same sort of trek don't they they make their way to from the city to provincial and um, the fact now that uh, we're racing for 6,800 in the bush these owners stay in they can keep a track of how their horses are going and uh, it's, it's wonderful to see these horses make their way out to the bush Brooke Johnson rode at a treat uh, led throughout, had uh, a short half head in the locker over Cozzy Cancan, who momentarily hit the front, peaked on its run for Tony Schofield and Emma Bell. And uh, Zook has the run of the day in third for Boy Foster and Sophie Wilcock, uh, finished point four behind the leader. There's in fact only one and a bit lengths covering the first five runners uh, in that open uh, race. And Rob, uh, as they often do, the uh, the opens at, at uh, Bar Calden, they're usually pretty tight and compact when they cross the line. Yeah, good morning to you, Watsy, and uh, that's exactly right. And good fields. Well, what a good move with the rain out there it was with uh, Barcald and slotting into the Longreach date and giving Longreach the opportunity to have two weeks to recover, racing this Saturday, of course. But uh, it was it was uh, met with 54, was it? 54 uh, acceptances racing on the day and uh, really big fields across the day. And as you said, Schwedas 
Look, that's a pretty handy little field too. Cozzy Can Can and Zook has no slouches, are they? And uh, I think you can follow this one with uh, a little bit of uh, confidence. But, uh, Andrew, I think the key thing too for the Bar Calden uh, Race Cup, new committee on board, first day of racing for the year, Willie Chandler le leading off as president now for the Bar Calden Club. By all reports, I'm hearing it was a, a successful day and uh, argues well for the future for Bar Calden Racing. Um, look, it, it was. It was a it was a great day. They they've tweaked a few little things. They're trying a few little things, and um, you know, with with any new committee, I, I you know, Rome wasn't built in a the day. They've um, got seven meetings this year to try do a bit of trial, do a few errors, and um, and find their footing. But um, look, the grounds were magnificent. So uh, the Barcaldon Regional Council, of course. Um, help maintaining the facilities and I didn't hear anybody complaining about the track either. It played beautifully um, for the first meeting for the year and um, yep, great starting point for the new committee. Uh, it was some good racing on the track. Billy Johnson took training honours with a double uh, winning the maiden, the Bar Calden Cleaning Services cutest maiden with a newcomer, 007 in the Richard Turnbull sausage colours, arrived in the nick of time to beat Nuvu Filet uh, a Quinella for Billy Johnson and uh, Tony McMahon in the ownership. We just heard from Tony a little earlier. Tyler Leslight on the saddle, in the saddle for that one. And the Veristale, uh, certainly one to watch for Shane Iverson and Sophie Wilcock being beaten just 0.4 of a length, uh, doing its best work late. Uh, race five was the second leg of Billy's winning double with Von Saga, the fit horse, um, didn't go round a runner and came away to win by a length and three quarters uh, for Billy Johnson and Tyler Leslott. Over King Coney, who uh, backed up that good win at Cunnamulla first up for a good second here, Sophie Wilcock in the saddle. And designed to run, who really exploded late um, in the Class 6. It was well out of... Um, grade but it ran a good race for Tony Schofield and Emma Bell uh, being beaten just over a length and three quarters designed to run. Uh, the other two winners on the day, race one was won by Auron uh, for Raymond Williams and Tracy Leake, uh, ridden by Jay Doolan. Um, Auron was four back the fence down the back but uh, the, the way Barcald and track races, every horse gets its chance it took a rails run, popped off the fence and came over the top of Hallside Hot Stuff was the well backed favourite in second for Tony Schofield and Emma Bell and uh, a horse, Rob, you love heroism. Uh, first up, the old boy um, wound back the clock at $31 odds, uh, jumped up front and uh, ran a good race uh, for Timmy Brummel and Boy Foster. The other can, winner can of the I day say, was uh, one boy Trebler. There, what's he? Sorry? Uh, heroism has a knack of doing that first up quite regularly, and those odds certainly looked uh, juicy on the day, didn't they? $31. Oh, huge odds. And uh, Treblo, I love seeing Jeffrey Rafter with a winner. Yep. He's only ever got one or two in work at a time. And uh, Trebler on the grass, led all the way, just kept bobbing uh, for John Rudd. Beat Portabell, who flew home late for Mark Oates and Anna Bacos. And Carbor is not a bad run in third for Billy Johnson and Tyler Leslight. And uh, Portabell, Rob, uh, was nearly able to pull off one of those great racing stories, of course, uh, owned... Um, by the late Billy Rogers, who passed um, a few weeks ago, the um, instrumental uh, Tambo committee man, uh, Tambo community man, we could say. Uh, now the uh, ownership's been transferred into his daughter's name, but it uh, wasn't meant to be, but um, Portobello in for a good preparation as well. 
Um, Andrew, Sarah Robbins having a fall in the last. I don't know if you know an update, but our best wishes go out to uh, Sarah. I believe um, she may have a fairly serious injury, but um, all uh, hopes that there's a speedy recovery for the, uh, Sarah uh, falling on smooth move in the last. Yeah, I haven't seen an update um, this morning, but um, her partner Luke Miller's been um, very good in, in keeping the updates coming through. Uh, yeah, look, it looks like she'll be out of um, action for a little while, but... Um, yeah, no, Sarah's in good spirits, and, and she's been a, a great asset to, to us out here in the West since she's um, started travelling this way. So certainly uh, thoughts and well wishes from all the Central West racing community with Sarah for a speedy recovery. What you mentioned look- about how the uh, the grounds looked absolutely fantastic, and I've got to give credit as well to the, uh, the crew at Chinchilla. Gee, the track presented beautifully there for their tab meeting yesterday. And I really think that some of these grass tracks that we have that are they're, they're really the secrets or the little gems that are hidden out in the, the western regions that we refer to Bar Calden as the grass track of the outback. But this is a track that really could hold up to a lot more racing than just a handful of meetings each year. I know we've got a tab meeting there coming up for the Tree of Knowledge uh, Cup program that's an outback racing showcase here coming up on April 29. Mm-hmm. But it really is a track that could uh, probably stand up to well, I won't say double the amount of meetings they've got, but certainly a few more and certainly a few of things like those tab Mondays. I agree, Tony, and uh, it's been proven as well uh, with these tab meetings that the uh, the punters, um, by and large, prefer the grass tracks as well. So, um, you know, there's probably is a, a good market for that in the future. And 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 similarly, Thangul, it's been presenting really well on yep. Mondays and Tuesdays, and uh, yesterday Chinchilla looked magnificent also. Yeah, that chinchilla meeting, you know, and it, it attracts the uh, jockeys like Justin Stanley going out and getting a double. But the beauty of it too, Tony and, and Watsy, is that you've got the grass tracks uh, providing the vision. But then uh, coming up in April, uh, Andrew, uh, your Longreach Club uh, having a tab meeting on a Monday as well, which is a, a, a continuing experiment um, with country racing and certainly growing in that direction. Yeah, it, it's been it's been a funny one because uh, the traditionalists, sort of balk at the at the idea of, of a Monday meeting but when you explain um, the prize money uh, you know the cutest class one uh, on the 3rd of April in Longreach uh, for fillies and mares worth a tick over 21,000 now that that prize money in the bush is just unheard of um, you put that aside all the other races that are worth 10,000 it's a great opportunity for the stakeholders um, to maybe just have, a, have an RDO or a day off work and because um, they're not all the time. Uh, it's the same with trying to get staff for the race day. Um, we're not calling on them all the time. It's just once a year. So w- when you put it like that, um, I think it's, 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 it's a great initiative. And, and um, you know, we've, we've had no trouble filling the seven sponsorship roles for the day either, which is an indication that, you know, people are, are willing to, to trial um, and come with us on the experiment. And talking of sponsors, I believe there was a nice little touch at Barcold and you were indicating to me over the weekend as you uh, entered the course. Um, quite good publicity for those sponsors there at Barkey. Yeah, um, they, they were all acknowledged as you walked in on, on, on easels and um, some nice posters. And, uh, you know, sponsorship is a big, big part of um, keeping the, the Western clubs tick, particularly you once a year and in your clubs that probably don't get the remuneration from racing Queensland. Um, a thousand here, 500 there from sponsors. It goes a long way on, uh, you know, setting up your race day and, and helping, um, you know, pay some of the bills associated with running a, a day. And, um, yeah, the acknowledgement, it was, it was really nice there on Saturday. 
Well, well, let's give we, the sponsors a bit of a plug for this coming weekend. Beach Day has finally come around for Longreach, postponed a week. Uh, I see some familiar names in amongst the sponsorship there. <laughs> yeah, we still managed to get the uh, Barker's checkbook open um, for, for, for not only race day, but also the Central West Jockeys Premiership. Uh, so, yes, thank you to, to Rob and Leanne and the team at Barker's. Where the um, drink ticket drink tickets and entry passes will be handed to the girls, seeing we won't get back there till the 30th of March. But also talking of those premierships, that those results you were mentioning today saw Tyler Leslight jump to 22 behind Robbie Farr on 27, Jade Doolan into equals seventh on 17 points, and uh, and the trainers Tanya Parry still leads with 24 over Billy Johnson now 21 and John Mansman uh, 20. So uh, we look forward to those nominations for your meeting there. On uh, Saturday, uh, Watsy, and of course, uh, back next week for Bushbeat to report on that Longreach meeting where hopefully there will be fields of 12 across the board again for you. Yeah, I think um, jockeys might be a little issue. Uh, when I say little issue, we're still looking at seven or eight this weekend, which is great. But uh, of course, with the Roma meeting uh, and Mount Isa, um, sort of sort of taking from that mm-hmm. pool a little bit. But um, no, racing will be good. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, uh, Tony. And I'll chat next week. Good on you, Watsy. We'll catch up then. Let's continue rounding up the country news from last weekend and head out to Esk. Jane takes the lead from Mr Montague in the pink and black, running up into second placing. Third in is Corabuta as they come back into my view. And they're followed then by Polly Gale as they come up towards the home turn. But the leader, Jane, has bolted away. And they're well clear of the others, followed there by Chance at midnight. And then came Miss Furiosa. Long way back is Positive Lines ahead to turn for home, followed by Muscle Lines is one of the last there in company with Lady Sheikle. But Jane over the rise. Jane out by about three lengths and doing it strongly. Down the outside coming with a run is Wet Fat Cat. But Jane is clear and Jane wins the first from... Wet fat cat, I'd say second. Mr. Montague, third. Jane for Kelly Gates and Kristen Rune taking out the IGA-esque maiden plate to kick off the day there for the S Jockey Club on the weekend. Paul Dolan was the voice you heard there. He's the voice you're about to hear now as we say good morning, Paul. Welcome to Bushbeat again. G'day, Tony. Good morning to all. Yeah, good morning to you, uh, Paul. And I'm just going uh, the Jane was the Drumbeats winner on the day, but I'm just going to skip over to the cutest uh, race for a moment for you because we were just talking to Andrew Watts at uh, Longreach, and uh, there's a young lady out there, there who does absolutely brilliant photography in Roxy Weston, and I notice her and her partner, Kelvin, have sent this uh, moment to conquer. Love conquers all down to Corey and Kylie Gear, and they picked up the cutest money, so shout-out to uh, Roxy and Kelvin out there at uh, Windora. Good on you. You got your winner there with Moment to Conquer. And, uh, Paul, you give us an indication of what that race race was like on the day. Well, it was a capacity field, um, uh, Rob. And I was just thinking, it's, that's the opposite to the norm, isn't it? I mean, that horse has come from your what, what was your area, Longreach, Blackall, Tambo, mm. uh, down to Toowoomba. It's normally they sort of, when they reach their mark here, they get, uh, they get sent, sent north or west. So it was in re- reverse to the norm. Um, yeah, very keenly contested race. Gary Gearan had the ride, and um, he later headed across the back blocks to Toowoomba to, uh, to boot home a winner. So he knew what he was doing, doing the trip to, uh, to Esk. Yeah, and Moment to Conquer in a, in a busy little finish, got the money over Mont Royal, and in third placing was Chicka. It's a long neck by a half a length, so not much in it. And um, Moment to Conquer picked up the full complement, which was um, uh, $12,050. That cutest money goes off for the whole three place getters. But as we heard in your call, you kicked off the meeting with a drumbeats winner in uh, Jane, and I think uh, led all the way basically, Kristen Rune and uh, Kelly Gates. 
Yeah, good to see Kelly uh, with a, with another uh, winner because she's been on a bit of a roll lately. Had winners at Gympie and the Nango in the past few weeks, and uh, hope that continues for her. Yeah, Jane was quickly in front, was a twenty-one dollar outsider, and form suggested might struggle, but such was not the case. See, it was quickly in front and uh, and got home. Um, Jane leading all the way. It was I think the only race all day where there was a clear cut margin, two and three quarter lengths was the uh, the margin in favour of Jane. Warrior Jack in the Class B. Jeff Prendergast, Georgina Cartwright uh, making the trip out to uh, F's. Got up on the, the favoured runner uh, in a close finish, though. Again, only uh, just over a length and a half covering the first four home. Yeah, it was 800 metres race, and Warrior Jack did a very good job from barrier 10 in the near capacity field. Yeah, Georgie Cartwright had ridden a winner at Eagle Farm last Wednesday, and then this one at... Um, Esk on Saturday, and then she backed up at Caloundra the following day and rode a winner as well. So there's another jockey on a roll, trained by Jeff Prendergast of Deegan. First run for Jeff. Uh, Warrior Jack previously raced in New South Wales and was a last up maiden winner at Gundagai on a heavy track. The going there at Esk on Saturday was quite firm um, with, with a good four. But yeah, Warrior Jack did a very good job with 60 kilos from barrier 10. It was a long head by a nose. The time went up as 44.05. The track record's 44.26. I queried Judge Paul Chilton whether the time was accurate, and he said, well, yeah, it was an accurate hand time, but it won't be recognised as a track record. Mm. Um, flick for Kim Afford. Now, here's a team, this Kim Afford team out of Wondi, regularly producing the winners. Shania Willis kicking home this sizzling mare, uh, now a six-year-old, uh, bringing up win number six out of 53. Yeah, and another one to prove that you don't have to draw in close at desk to be a chance because... Um, this race was over the 1,200 metres and flick jump from the extreme outside barrier in the field of 11. Um, as you've probably picked up from that replay earlier on, it's a bit hard to find them all the way through those um, very thick crop of trees they've got on the infield golf course these days. But I'd, I'd say flick went to the lead about nine, maybe 800 metres from home from that wide draw and uh, kicked on to win by a half length. So uh, well done. Shania Willis was the, uh, was the winning rider. And wasn't it great to see Matthew Gray, Matty Gray, back in the saddle after a bit of a fairly decent absence through injury uh, for Johnny Walk? And this sidewalk, it's been uh, around the money of late. It was due for a win, and uh, great to see that combination back. I know Matt Gray was regularly travelling out the Central West and North West in recent years until uh, the fall. So good on you, Matty Gray, back with that winner on sidewalk in the benchmark 50. Yeah, he's bounced back after an absence, as you say. It was actually eight months that he was uh, that he was sidelined for, so it's a, it's a good comeback. He's 43 years of age, so he knows what it's all about. He's been around for a while. And uh, for John Walk, the trainer, former jockey, based at Eagle Farm, it was his first winner for the year. Not that he has a big stable in work, but hopefully um, things can go on from here for John. And that wrapped up that uh, great meeting at Esk. And Esk, of course, uh, yeah, quite a unique track, uh, Paul, as you hear with the, the calls. You, you you get an obstruction of view around the back. It's got a pretty short straight. So it's exciting racing all day, I'd imagine, there at Esk. Yeah, it is. And again, talk, looking at the barriers, there were five um, five races. The winning barriers were 4, 10, 11, 4 and 2. Mm. So if you draw wide, you're not, not out of it. As usual, where Esk is um, in south-east Queensland, it's uh, slap bang in the middle of some major training venues and on the five race card there were two winners from Wondai, one from Deegan, one from Toowoomba and one from Eagle Farm. The spoils were evenly spread. Nobody had a double in the saddle or in the um, the training racks, five apiece. And just want to mention a young lass, Savannah McCann. She was due to make her race debut last week at Bundaberg, but that meeting got washed out. Anyway, she had three rides there at Esk, 
didn't ride a winner, but by gee, the horse that flew home in the 800-metre race, Whistlin' Ruler, would have won in about two more bounds. So uh, keep a look out for Savannah McCann. She should ride her first winner very, very shortly, a four-kilo apprentice. Uh, she's actually attached to Chris Munt's stable in Brisbane, but she'll be out on the provincial circuit and uh, a jockey to watch, I would suggest. Yeah, we'll certainly keep a, a close watch on her. Now, racing in that neck of the woods is back out at Kilcoy today. And I wanted to give Kilcoy a mention because uh, you've been very, very busy over, I reckon, not just the past few months, but probably a couple of years, Paul, uh, getting the uh, the book together on the history of the Kilcoy Race Club. Yeah, it's a project I took on, Tony. I joined the committee when I retired from race calling, in two, or full-time race calling in 2018. And the committee, I've been going going to Kilcoy for the best part of 50 years and the committee sort of asked if I'd be interested in compiling the history of the club on a, a voluntary basis obviously as a committee member and I thought I've never written a book and I, I, and I, I, I keep a lot of records you know not only in my head so I thought yeah I'll give it a go thinking it might take a few weeks well you're right it took me nearly two years to do it thoroughly and I've always subscribed to the theory if a job's worth doing it's worth doing properly you'd ring up a trainer or someone like uh, you know Pam O'Neill or whoever and, and you think you might be going to have a five or ten minute conversation and you're there for an hour or an hour and a half racing people just love talk racing don't they mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, it took me the best part of two years to put it together anyway we're very happy the way it's come out and um um, the book is for sale. It's not a profit thing. It's, uh, it's cost us the best part of $20 per copy because you know, the print run was hundreds, not thousands. Uh, but uh, it is available. There's races there today. If you know somebody who's going to the races today and you'd like a copy, you can pick it up for 20 bucks at the, at the office. Or for a further $10, um, it be, can be posted out to you. And we say $10 postage and handling because it actually costs us $10.60. Australia, that's the Australia Post cost to post out one book. So it's not not a not a money making venture if the club can, you know, nearly cover the cost of putting the book out. But importantly, the history's there, and um, hopefully, people who've already had a copy and the feedback's been positive is that they think it's a pretty good read. Yeah, no, it's so vital to be able to uh, save those stories for future generations to come. And well done on putting together such the website, a, a great. Tony, is it- the website's kilcoyraces.com, or it might be .au. But anyway, if you just Google Kilcoy Races, you'll find the details there on the book and how to buy it. Now, you're headed way, way west, uh, coming up uh, later in April. Yeah, Quilpy is an annual uh, meeting that I've been doing for the past few years, except when they were sidelined with um, a washout. There was a flood one year, and then the last year they had a problem with the track. But anyway, it's uh, Saturday the 29th of April, so just over a month away. It's one of the most remote uh, clubs in uh, in Queensland, probably in Australia. It's um, about a thousand k's west of Brisbane, uh, two hundred k's west of Charleville, six hundred k's southeast of Birdsville. To give you an idea that we're way out in the middle, but uh, it's an important race meeting because they'll have the Battle of the Bush qualifier, twelve hundred meter open race, where the uh, horses will the winner will go to Brisbane for the final on Tats Tiara Day, and the fashions will be called the fashions from afar. And the fashion winners will also go to Eagle Farm for the um, you know the final of the fashions. So all told, they've got six races. They're funding an extra race, six races, sixty-two and a half thousand in prize money. Um, Sam Bartlett, the president, tells me the track is well prepared without any major rain delays in recent times, and they're very excited to be seeing horses at the track again after a few disruptive years. So Saturday, April 29, um, you know you might be able to plan. Uh, plan a trip out that way with a bit of notice but in particular for trainers out on the western downs i guess they know it's on anyway but just a gentle reminder that uh, saturday april 29 is quilpy
Yep, Quilpie Cup and the Quilpie Newmarket, which is, as you say, one of the Battle of the Bush qualifiers. We'll look forward to that, and we'll look forward to catch up with you again soon on Bush, Pete. Thanks, gents. Bye-bye. Good on you, Paul, and we look forward to catching up soon. Let's continue wrapping up the uh, results from the weekend. Rob, we've got Mariba and Mount Isa to talk about. Yeah, the uh, the two M's, Mariba, Nathan Day, Rachel Shred kicking home uh, doubles there. Nathan Day commenced the proceedings there with Evil Woman for Rolf Baker in the Class B over Philly Slater and Bowtie Betty, Holy Roman Emperor, three-year-old Philly, two wins from seven. Uh, Rachel uh, proceeded with her first winner on the day with Miss Bossy uh, in the cutest maiden plate, not cutest registered for Janelle Ryan, the street boss mayor over Bohemian Flyer for Mark Atkinson. Mark's, uh, I'm pretty sure he's first runner. Tony, we might have mentioned, uh, or it might be second day at the race, as we mentioned, he's in the training ranks uh, now after the uh, the jockeying career and uh, Miss Dorian into third. But uh, Isabella Tay then combined with a bit of a track specialist in the open handicap over the 11.23. Sylvester for Charlie Hoffman, uh, this epaulette mare. Three from three at the track now and uh, 11 from 49 over Love on Sunday and Macedon Flyer. And then Nathan Day had his second leg of the double for Scott Cooper with Rose of Athens, the Golden Archer mare getting uh, the win over Mazza Red and I Love Rock and Roll. And then finally on the day, the benchmark 60 handicaps or the second of the double for Rachel Shred and the second of the double for Janelle Ryan with Witterick, uh, who did end up going down, I'm pretty sure, to a Country Cups final in uh, Brisbane over one of the past two years. Defeated Swanky Sue and uh, female officer, a Whittington that uh, loves to roll along in front. And I just noted very quickly that the second dam of my purchase yesterday uh, was the dam of Whittington. So I'll take that as a good omen <laughs> out of that Mariba results, Tony. Talking about uh, Sylvester there in that 11.23 metre open, we're going to start seeing a few more of these names bob up quite regularly, I'm sure, in the uh, the weeks ahead as we head into the uh, 2023 Battle of the Bush series. It kicks off on April 15 with legs at Gundawindi and Gimpy, then on uh, April 29 at Quilpie, as we mentioned there with Paul. Uh, 6th of May, Longreach and Gordonvale. 13th of May is Jandowie and Mount Isa. 20th of May, there are five legs, if you don't mind. Nanango, Kunamulla, Emerald, Home Hill and Mariba. May 27, it's Gladstone and Cloncurry. Bowen on the 3rd of June. Mark Alden has the last leg on the 10th of June and then, yes, the final at Eagle Farm on Tats Day on June 24. Some of these uh, open-class sprinters' names that uh, we're already starting to hear, I'm sure, a Battle of the Bush bound, Rob. Yes, and it's a lot closer to get to Eagle Farm this year for me, Tony, so I look forward to that <laughs> and enjoy it. So we get through the sales and we get used to going into the Battle of the Bush. It's an exciting time for country racing. Look, I think Mount, Al Mount Isa would be extremely pleased to get their meeting in on Saturday. I do believe the roads only opened uh, up to Mount Isa on the Friday after all that uh, flooding and our best wishes go out to the folk in the northwest. Uh, beautiful rain, and but some damaging rain. But the meeting did get underway and uh, I was mentioning uh, John Mansman and Yearlings before. Well, he had a day out there with young Townsville Apprentice in Jenna Edwards. Um, John did all the travelling out, uh, got a double and a Quinella. Uh, but he combined uh, with Jenna Edwards um, with a winner with Cochrane, uh, the Spirit of Boom. Well, there's that stallion's name again, the four-year-old now. Three wins from 33, defeated Cadence and High Zero in the uh, rating band zero to 
65. And then they went with a race-to-race double win. Now, this is an interesting horse, Mr. Larrabee. He's been in the money the last three starts, um, Tony, but he's missed the kick by about seven lengths most times. He just goes to sleep in the barriers, my understanding is, and he just sort of takes his time to come out. But, boy, doesn't he finish hard. Uh, when you listen to the call, uh, you get the feeling that he has no chance in the race, and he just whooshed home and, and got up over Splasher. And uh, full of fire, Splasher being the stablemate to Mr. Larrabee. So keep an eye on this particular smart missile. Um, he, uh, if he steps away more cleanly in better class races, he's certainly going to be um, one to watch. Uh, Jason, uh, Jenna Edwards, uh, as I said, got the double there, young apprentice, which was uh, great to see. But uh, the two Jasons, again, getting good results uh, for Stephen, uh, for Sean Roy's, my apologies. Jason Hoopit rode Deep Thrills, the deep field five-year-old mare, defeated Bergamp and Turf Edition in the um, maiden plate. And Jason Bavarovich in the final event for Melissa Berry with the cutest money going to Sub Rosa, the Spill the Beans filly defeating Fingertips and Golden Athena. And the other run uh, winner on the day was the five-year-old mare by Criterion called All at Sea for Tanya Parry that just slightly extended her lead in that trainer's premiership I mentioned earlier, ridden by Geoffrey Felix uh, getting up over Specific Journey and Gotcha Boy. But Mount Isa racing, off and, off and racing, and uh, good good fields across the board, as Watsy had mentioned earlier, is, is you get uh, difficulties of getting the jockeys out to some areas. Uh, but uh, I believe Shane Nilsson also had a fall there, but um, a sprained ankle is what I was hearing in uh, that there. So we wish uh, a speedy recovery to Shay, and um, that reduced them, I think, to seven jockeys for the rest of the day, Tony. But often racing there, and just keep an eye on Mr Larrabee. He's one to follow, I think, coming out of that meeting. Looking back at uh, what happened at the tab meetings through the week, we gave Chinchilla a wrap before. The track looked absolutely gorgeous there yesterday for their tab program. Well done, Emily Lang on your treble. Justin Stanley with a double. Mark Curry and Pat Webster each with a uh, a training double. And well done to Brett Moody, managing to yes. hold it together to call his own mare home, Vanasta, taking out the 1,400-metre uh, open handicap, written by Emily Lang for Corey and Kylie Gearin. I know the uh, the KO racing team have had a lot of fun with Vanasta so far and that would have been a massive thrill for, for Brett to be able to call the mare home as a winner I'm sure. Uh, Rockhampton Saturday, Justin Stanley and Graham Green each had doubles. Toowoomba Saturday a double to Anthony Allen and Mark Curry with a training treble. Townsville last Thursday doubles to Lacey Morrison, Justin Stanley and Adrian Late in the saddle. Georgie Holt with a training double and Warwick last Tuesday it was Bubba Tilly with a riding double so there's a lot of good jockeys and good stables out there in form at the moment Rob. The calendar for the week ahead following on from the tab meeting today at Kill Coyotes, Townsville on Friday. Toowoomba Race is always on Saturday. And a big shout-out to Cairns Jockey Club with their tab meeting on Saturday. It's the Century Cranes Tradies and Ladies Race Day. Good luck to Mel Alaska and all of the crew there from Century Cranes. Hope you enjoy your day. And also mention that Mackay have a tab meeting coming up Tuesday of next week. Saturday, we've touched on a couple of these meetings already, mentioning Longreach when we were talking to Watsy. Uh, the Roma Picnic's on this weekend, as is Cloncurry. Monto will host the next leg of the Burn It to the Beach series and I also want to give a shout out to the Streaky Bay Race Club in South Australia. Uh, their annual cup program coming up on Saturday. Robin, it's the seventh and final leg of the Bill Holland series as part of that cup series that has taken them through Sejuna, Lockport, Lincoln and Penong and uh, yeah, all roads leading to Streaky Bay on the weekend. 
yeah, it's good to get those results coming through from there. And as, uh, as well, that Mirambar meeting where Tony McMahon will be uh, trekking out to um, after the sales down here. Also mentioning with that Mirambar meeting, Tony, that uh, jockeys um, uh, getting a $200, I might be wrong there, might be the trainers. It's $50 anyway for unplaced uh, horses and a travel allowance, I believe, for $200. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the jockeys that Tony mentioned to me, but don't quote me on that one. It's been a long few days, Tony, but that sale is uh, certainly underway. Uh, we look forward to getting back in and following the progress of it today. But uh, we'll be back next week, uh, next Tuesday on uh, Bushbeat. Just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. The news will get through to me that way. Any great stories coming out of Country Racing's report on next week. Good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Robin, and uh, good luck with your, your bidding there of a day two of the 2023 Gold Coast March. So, our thanks to Rob Luck as well as Paul Dolan and Andrew Watts for joining us on the show this week. Good luck to all of the clubs racing this weekend, and we look forward to reporting it on that for you next Tuesday at the same time on Radio Tab on Bushbeat.